Hi, welcome back to Lessons I Learned in Law with me, Scott Brown. I'm Managing Director at Harriet Brown In-House Legal Recruitment. We um, place lawyers in fantastic uh, jobs in-house, helping them find fulfilling careers in making making that move. I'm also host of Lessons I Learned in Law, which is our, our podcast where I sit down with general counsels and other people from the legal profession and hear about their careers. And a bit of a continued sidetrack on that this series where you're uh, giving you the opportunity to meet with some of the team at Harriet Brown um, on this mini series inside the agency. This gives you an insight into what we do and how, how we do it and um, and gives you an understanding as, of the consultants and the team and some of the markets they cover. Um, I'm joined today by Stephanie, Stephanie Jones. Hi Steph. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Steph joined us uh, this year, 2023. She uh, um, she's had experience in legal recruitment, both in, in recruiting lawyers into private practice and in-house, but but joins us to grow out and, and really drive forward our offering in financial services, where she's focused on recruiting into asset managers and funds um, and, and private equity and other, um, other businesses in that space. So um, we'll hear more about that just now. But Steph, first, first time recording a podcast. How are you? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, everyone in the team's been the same, uh, but but looking forward to to chatting. So, tell us about your background, Steph, and how you how you wound up working at, at Harriet Brown. I mean, I've I've worked at a, a few different recruitment companies be- before here, but I started out in recruitment. I sort of fell into it, but started in Rec to Rec, um, which is probably my sort of first proper job in London. Explain that to people, explain that to the non-recruiters, what does, what's rec to rec? So it's basically moving, well it was, it's moving recruitment consultants to other recruitment companies. I typically actually focus more like graduate, so I was calling up fresh grads out of university um, and placing them into their sort of first recruitment jobs, that's kind of what the kind of area that I was sort of focused on. I think it was, for me it was, it was a good starting place as it was quite easy to talk about why you'd want to go into recruitment I mean it it was sort of talking about the reasons why I ended up in recruitment and sort of convincing graduates that it was a a good career option for them um, kind of university so that's kind of where it all sort of started for me it was great fun I had a you know really good time working there but I think I decided that I wanted to sort of try and focus in a particular sector rather than sort of feeling like it I was just you know placing anybody and everyone into sort of different jobs having a bit more of a strategic approach I think for me was the reason that I ended up moving so I ended up in sort of legal recruitment basically but more on the private practice side of things so that was where I previously worked before joining Harriet Brown I was there three and a half years so I'd worked with, you know, Magic Circle, US firms, you know, international law firms there and kind of did a whole, you know, a broad range of different practice areas, um, which was, yeah, steep learning, learning curve coming from rec to rec <laughs> to get my head around the legal world. Um, but it was, yeah. <laughs> How different is it? So, so rec to rec, we... I'm 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 approached by RecDirect quite often about hiring other recruiters. What I, I didn't even know it existed until I got into recruitment. What what was it? What's it like? What um, what's the what, what sort of pace does that move at? And and what are the what are the conversations like that you're having with recruiters? Yeah, it's it's quite fast paced. 
the amount of people I'm speaking to, what well, I was speaking to on a daily basis was 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 quite a lot. I was meeting so many different graduates a week. It was it was very much a, a numbers game, if I'm being honest. Um, and yeah, on the BD side, I think it was always tough with recruiters because I think you're always pitching to people that already do your job. So they were very critical. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did used to get that a lot of the time as well. Um, oh well, good good training, and then <laughs> and then recruiting, recruiting in private practice and and in house in your last job. What were the what are the main differences for for those markets? I I just really enjoyed the the process when I did work on in house recruitment. I think when I was sort of recruiting private practice lawyers, I found that lots of the the job roles are quite similar at different law firms. So it either came down to more money or work in a particular firm that maybe might have a slightly better work, but it was it was sort of usually money related. And then I think on the in-house side of things, I think people either actually wanted to make that move or were at least interested in hearing about opportunities because either either, you know, either clients of theirs that they're working with and it's interesting to know that they're hiring or, you know, they they wanted a, a different different type type of job and they weren't maybe interested in partners. So I felt like on the in-house side of things, I just had a lot more conversations with with lawyers about the opportunities. I think it, it generated more interest and rather than being a recruiter that constantly called them up about private practice jobs all the time. And I was probably the fifth person that day or that morning to have spoken to them about it. Whereas speaking to them about an in-house role, I think it, yeah, it just gained more interest, um, and I I enjoy talking about it. Did you find that when you were Did you find that when you were speaking to I've never recruited lawyers into private practice, and partly because I've been on the other side of it as a lawyer. But did you find that they were often like what was the worst What was the worst put down you got from, from calling a, a lawyer that had been phoned for the fifth time? Um, being told that probably, or <laughs> thinking that I've already called them that that day, um, or sometimes just. I mean, no one ever hangs up the phone to you, which is actually quite nice because um, I think they always say in, in recruitment, it's quite, you know, brutal and cutthroat, but lawyers are always very polite. So they always try to at least, if they're going to hang up and you go, I'm really sorry, I'm busy, and then just put the phone down. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're probably the, the probably the worst it gets. But yeah, being told that I've already called them today when I haven't and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Where, where did you feel, where did you feel recruiters, even in that, in that market moving people from practice where do they where do the recruiters add like where did you add value as a as a as a consultant I think it was always probably more to do with like the the actual process I think because a lot of the a lot of the jobs that were out there in private practice everyone normally knew about um or had heard about them through seeing things online or they had a you know they have such a close network that they always know what's going on so I think it was always the, the process of advising them through that process and helping them um, feel like they've got all the information that they need in order to to make a move um, and then sort of scheduling interviews just because obviously lawyers are so busy so just kind of doing all the background work for them and then when it came to kind of the offer like do that negotiation for them I think it's always easier coming from a recruiter to negotiate than them having to do it themselves. So being like a third party in that in that in that conversation, candidates like that. Yeah, and I think, or e- even sometimes I think that where the help would, how I could sort of help would even be, say, if like a lawyer didn't necessarily want to send their CV over to somewhere because I suppose that they don't necessarily want anyone to know that they're looking. You know, we can we can find out if there's interest there without their name being used. And I think that was always something that that they used to find quite helpful because I suppose if you're not 
you're not unhappy where you are, but you, you might be interested in a particular opportunity. I think that's where I could always help and, and, and things like that. Cool. So you've, you've worked on two of the hardest for me when we were, when we were chatting about joining, uh, joining the business that you've worked on two of the hardest markets that I can I can think of in, in moving lawyers from one f- firm A to firm B with with little little to choose in between and, and then re- recruitment to recruitment is a is a tough um, a t- I think a tough market again looking looking at it um, what's what's the difference in in-house then because because I often hear like one that private practice is, is a candidate market. So for for non recruiters, it's CV driven and having a speak a good relationship with a candidate and sending them to a couple of firms. Um, how does in house differ? I think the difference with in house is if you've got a really good job, people come come to you, <laughs> which you never get in in private practice recruitment. Um, you could post a job up on online. I've had people actually call me. Um, and say so I've seen a job and they're an unbelievable candidate I've actually placed them off the back of doing that as well on in-house I think that's probably one of the one of the differences and how do you get to that stage how do you with with is it it's more job led then is it do you find it's more relationship based on the client side I think I think I think it it is but I think as well if you have got a good candidate I think you can still do the same practice and it can be led by a candidate but I think you know a job's only there if they need to hire um so even if you send a candidate in but they haven't they're not looking tired then it's not it's not going to work whereas I think in private practice that could still be an option so I definitely think it's more sort of job-led in-house what have you got on outside of outside of recruitment what's your passions outside of outside of work so I say one of the, the one, one thing that takes up the most of my time is probably horse riding I, yeah I've always loved horses since I was really young what sort of horse riding is it remind me so I mean, nowadays it's not. I, I don't have as much time, so I probably don't do as much like what I used to do. But when I was probably from about the age of like sixteen to probably about twenty, twenty-two or something like that, I was mainly do like eventing and show jumping. I mean, I, I did a right. I got to sort of like national level competing, so it's not too bad. But uh, I just don't have the time now. I think I used to have to compete. Like I was probably competing like once a week, training, like riding every single day. And I, I don't do that nearly as much now. I kind of have a more leisured weekend horse riding, going for hacking and, or something like that. Um, but it, but it's a nice, it's a nice switch off from a from a you know a busy week or being in London to be out riding. <laughs> Get into the get into the country nice so we up and down we tra- did that is that sort of up and down the country uh, yeah and... a little bit I mean um yeah I, there's some of the journeys were were quite long for some of the competitions I, I I'd been in I think the longest is probably eight nine hours in the lorry just on the way there <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah and sort of staying over for the weekend and stuff like that but it seems like a long time ago now <laughs> that I used to do that dedication so we're we're talking so our, our series is obviously our podcast lessons i learned in law but we're, we're talking about lessons that we've learned from working with lawyers and um dealing dealing with lawyers on a daily basis so what what would you say you've learned from all the conversations you've had and all the all the knockbacks you've had from from lawyers in your time i would i probably so i'd probably say that um I've learned that lawyers probably need a lot more maybe information than, you know, in order to kind of make a decision. So I think that was one thing that I had to learn quite quickly when I started doing legal recruitment. I couldn't just sort of say this is the name of the job and this is that, you know, it wasn't enough. They want, you know, 
you need to kind of be able to understand the client really really well to be able to sort of talk about the, the job and I think really getting to know the candidates to be able to talk about their experience um so having kind of all the all the small details um is is definitely yeah something that I think I've learned throughout the process of working in, in legal recruitment and it- is that was that a difference? Was that something you noticed quite quickly after doing sort of the the recruitment to recruitment recruitment? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, some of my first phone calls, it was I, you know, you just call up a can a lawyer about a particular job, and you get sort of bombarded with loads of questions that I probably didn't know the answer to, and sort of thought, oh, I kind of panicked and was like, I don't know the answer to these questions, but they were valid questions. So I sort of thought, no, I need to go away and actually. Um, you know make sure I have all the information in order to be able to talk about an opportunity that's going to excite excite a lawyer to be able to consider a move you know if they're not if they're not having that sort of information you know they're not going to want to speak to me about an opportunity so yeah I learned that very quickly I would say how do you how do you then go and get that how do you go and get that information what do you what do you think is important to getting that it's I think it's just about having that that relationship with the client I think that's you know given that it's a, it's a job-led market in the in-house side of things it's it's always important to be able to have that relationship where you can just pick up the phone and speak to, speak to the you know the decision maker um, and you know get all the information that I need to be able to share with that that candidate about an opportunity. You know, it's not just the job spec that they're looking at. You know, they want to know you know more to it. So definitely relationships, relationship building from my side. What do you in, in recru- recruitment? What what do you think is the most sort of rewarding part of your job? What do you find the most rewarding? I, th- I always it's definitely finding someone you know a, a role that is is a great fit I think you know or moving somebody that's you know taking kind of a step up or like a, a real sort of leap in their career um, I think it, it's, it's really nice to see people doing well and sort of being a part of that awesome I think that's uh, I think that's getting towards the end of our, our time Steph but um, really enjoyed really enjoyed chatting with you about that and finding out finding out a bit more uh, I think that's hope that's really useful and rec to rec is not something that uh, non non recruiters know too much about so good to good to hear more more about that right yeah thanks cheers um, thanks for listening um, tune in or subscribe to um, our podcast series by by hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast channel or head over to herriotbrown.com forward slash podcast this was inside the agency from lessons I learned in law thanks for listening.